Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What up, everybody? It's me. You can find me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer, and today we have Cannabis legalization news for March 26th, 2023. Our lead story has to do with the alcohol industry actually getting into the legalization movement. Stay tuned for that one. And then we also have a top federal health official who will not comment regarding completing the mar marijuana review for the correct scheduling that Biden ordered by his executive order by 420. But he says he's working on it. Cannabis regulators are putting out a series of fires involving Russian oligarch data breach. Mississippi lawmakers have sent a bill revising the state's medical marijuana law. A black family is fighting to get their kids back from the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. We're going to do an update on stocks, specifically an ETF for MSOS. It is at a 52 low. And corruption is widespread in the California industry. Let's get Miggy on here and start doing cannabis legalization news. Hey, happy Sunday. You went on mute real quick. But you know, the title of most of these stories, whenever you say it, I feel like I want to go like this. Be like the kid Macaulay Culkin. 
alcohol shocked. What? Yeah, I, hear you. yeah, yeah. I, what? I just can't Are you believe saying? that. Major alcohol industry association calls for federal marijuana legalization, according to a regular and recommends a new regulatory framework for it. That's that was interesting. Oh, that was interesting in the sense that the alcohol industry is even calling for getting it to be legalized. So it really has to be getting toward the end of the prohibition era. Unpopular opinion. I'm for it. I'm pro. Most people are very anti like big tobacco, big now alcohol. Even the MSOs. Oh, you can't, not all of them are evil. Not everything's bad, but with the bigger money and more people involved, I think we'll just expedite the rulemaking. That's what we need. We need expedited room. This is the only way we're going to get legalization. As long as there's two sides and actually the second side has two more sides to it. So mm-hmm. nothing can pass through Congress and a presidency. It's going to happen with fucking lobbyists, man. Yeah, but nothing ever passes through Congress. And then this right. is speaking of lobbying. And this is the wine and spirits wholesalers of America. They have published their 14-page white paper, Principles for Comprehensive Federal Legalization and Oversight of the Adult-Use Supply Chain. That's that's unexpected. I didn't see the alcohol game saying, yeah, come on. What you guys are doing to that plant is silly. Dude, I say cheers to them. I say bring it on. I say let's make this uniform so all grown-ups and people just don't go to jail no more, right? Uh, one of the things I was thinking about today, uh, did you see the... Uh, you know who Phil DeFranco is, right? Yeah. Big YouTubers, news and stuff. But he's going okay. over this uh, recent uh, psychedelics uh, therapy because mushrooms now are being slowly becoming part of the scene, right? We're mm-hmm. Talking about like holistic ways to treat mental health and all the other things we do. But right now it's still going through the medical phase. All these substances and things have medicinal value, but it also gets abused by people who just want to do it every day, like coffee. So I'm sure there could be a, as an asthmatic, I know it does. I know the caffeine helps me breathing sometimes, but I just think it's ignorance that we're perpetrating, right? Like we have to go through this ruse of, okay, first we're going to tell you, we can tell, we can show you how it's like a medicine, right? We're going to say, go through all these hurdles to get it, right? Like we do with cannabis, like we do with cannabis still in the the different medical legal states. We're creating this medical scene, which is, it is medicine. But at the same token, there's people like, even before it was medicine for me, it was just mm-hmm. like a good Friday night. Yeah. Because it's all about wellness, like drinking. It is. And the paper that this organization, and again, that was the, they just called it major. Do I still have that up? The WSWA, the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America. They're, they had two main points that they were trying to make with their paper that they published this past week. First, the current system for regulation of alcohol would be a strong model for legalizing cannabis. And second, a piecemeal approach for marijuana reform is untenable. So lawmakers should mm. comprehensively address the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's untenable when I have to memorize every news state's crap right. so that I can go help people get their licenses applied for in a fashion so they'll win. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And so do the whole thing and you go to a new state you have to figure out how they are doing it slightly differently than the state before it and create an entirely new set of materials for that application but the funny thing too so like we're gonna you, your state gets medical first and then it becomes recreational it just means that you don't have to go through a hurdles to get it right at a store just like a bottle of tequila 
or the six pack I'm drinking now. There's this benignness about the thing because you trust the human side of people to be responsible for things, right? We're allowing you access whenever you want it because we trust that you're going to be responsible. The case is just again, back to that mushroom reference where it's coming to, it's going to happen, but we're the public like, look, you're not going to get a bunch of hug tree hugging hippies. If you legalize marijuana, all of a sudden, not all of Washington state's bullshit's done. Not every asshole has become relaxed and chilled all of a sudden. We're not all like doing drum circles. Not all of us. Some of us are doing drum circles. And I think people that published this paragraph, maybe the fact that cannabis legalization at the state level is here to stay as evidenced by nearly a decade of new legalization efforts and no meaningful effort to undo them. Rather, the states have legalized and they are expanding their markets and even discussing ways to begin interstate commerce of the product. Yet they received no support from the federal government determining how to ensure the, those products are safe or the marketing is fair, especially as it is the market becomes increasingly national in scope. All these people are trying to grow these nationwide brands like Burner and Cookies and then Burner and Cookies. Other nationwide brands, Cresco, I don't think Cresco counts. What does I'm saying? We know there's like the, and we'll talk about them later, the ones trying to uh, sort out their oligarchy money. They're, yeah, but not every MSO is this big, creepy, evil. There's a burner, right? There's a person that's behind it. You can point out and be like, this person's the one that did it and started that. Washington State has several of those that are in several other states. Like, you're representing one of them now. But mm-hmm. they're not like Scrooge McDuck and rolling in money on the weekend in their little ball pit of change. People do have some cash flow in this. Oh, shout out to Deflon Don. He yeah. gave us a super sticker for uh, two bucks. So if Teflon Don has any questions, we'll answer those. And if you have any questions, same thing. You guys throw us a super chat or a super whatever. We'll answer your questions. If not, you can head over and ask us them somewhere else. But I just, we're getting there. We're just training the public that this is not the thing that's going to cause a zombie apocalypse. Who else will be have to educate about like substance use besides, besides women's bodies? There's a whole section of people out there just... Yeah, but they've gone backwards on that regulation. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like the ignorance of just, like, we got to create boogeyman and have this thing to be mad against or upset about when... If we could just have that parody with hemp is cannabis is marijuana, it's a medicine, it's an ointment, it's a Friday night, it's a... a It's a flower, for crying out loud. It is a flower. Let's not split hairs here. The weed that people are buying, literally flowers. Literally flowers. Literally. Vodka, it's just a freaking bouquet of flowers. And that's the thing, right? It's not the people be like, if it was not horrible, why is the government not for it? If it did so many wonderful things, it would be legal, right? Which is the whole... Part but the, uh, the Wine and Spirit Wholesalers Association of America's letter to Congress goes on to, quote, addressing cannabis federally in a piecemeal manner amounts to de facto federal legalization without protecting consumers and non-consumers alike. And that letter that they wrote was to Senator, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Sumer, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. I wonder if they read it. All present legalization is just that, right? An affirmative defense. Just saying like, look, this is accepted within this area between these borders, which is ridiculous. 
Now to tell you what's ridiculous is our viewership today. Like we have 15 people joining us. I guess if you, I am never titling ever alcohol in the title headline. I should have been like, shocking. Your mom comes out against cannabis legalization and oh. maybe more people would have tuned in. Of course, the, uh, the elite eight final four games are going on right now. Yeah. yeah. We're competing. We're competing against like others. Break, break. Woo. Woo. We still got it. We have good loyal people that will review it sometimes, but then we got that. We could have already flagged 18 plus. Maybe that's all that because I called, they put the word alcohol in the title as opposed to like, you know, teen pranks kids. Yeah. I've accepted dudes as we've been doing this for fucking what, four years now that even just the, with the social media before, besides doing the podcast channel, YouTube with you, doing media, when you're working with cannabis, you just always got to accept like the underdog, right? Like the truth mm -hmm. is going to eventually prevail and knock people down and can subscribe all that crap. We, I try not to pander so oh, much. I have a new studio over there. Oh uh, yeah. It's just that I don't have. Like, can you get up and walk around and show us something pretty? Yeah, I can go do that. But uh, we should sure probably get on the news. We'll do that. We'll do that later to the 17 people that are tuning in. Our next story has to do with a top health official that won't comment yeah. about cannabis. Can you believe that? It's just not commit. That, yeah. I don't think it's so much comment, but they're. And I don't know how to feel about this because I feel good that they're not going to rush it by 420 and be like, this is some curious stunt that we're trying to do. But also, you could come to a conclusion probably within a month. As soon as Biden put released that, what, what was that released? Did he said that statement? Oh, that was before record. the election. He did that for votes, remember? Yeah, the yeah. head of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, a.k.a. HHS, will not com commit to completing a scientific review into marijuana's federal scheduling by the status of the unofficial cannabis holiday, 420. But he did say that process will take into account shifts in what the drug means to Americans over the last several decades. They're working on it, but really, what questions are they asking? What? I mean, this is an easy no-brainer at this point. I don't know. I think the harder no-brainer is, when will 420 be a federal holiday? This is the most important <laughs> thing they're going to talk about all podcast. When will 420 be a federal holiday? Dude, you can make a logist a logical debate that it should be, because most holidays are bullshit anyways, mm -hmm. right? Christmas, Valentine's Day. I'm supposed to like love you one time of a year. St. Patty's Day. I mean, was there really a guy who chased things? I don't give a F about any of these, but we celebrate. We do things. That's true. But I don't know if St. Patty's Day, I don't know. St. Patty's Day is not a federal holiday. Federal holidays are like Thanksgiving and stuff. Again, bullshit days though. It's all just superfluous, just, I don't know, pomps and circuit sense type of things, right? We really don't. You should be doing that kind of thing all the time. Why is it you only feel warm fuzzies and being nice Christmas time? No, it's sad. The HHS secretary is Xavier Becerra, and he commented that they are using expeditiously. That's how they are moving expeditiously to work on Joe Biden's executive action that he made prior to the 2022 election regarding to examine the scheduling. If they were going to do, you know, how Congress can pull like a committee hearing, this is the, they should do a hearing on the status of what they're doing, both the Justice Department and the, say, hey, what have you guys done so far? Serious. 
He has to go through a number of hoops and again, and safety and effect efficacy are what will drive this determination. So stay tuned, says the secretary. Yeah. Luckily, this is not like a Schumer situation where he's got a carrot for re-election. This guy is actually serving a purpose and just trying to be like, I'm about to be the one dude, the first dude to do this, to lay this doctrine out there. Like with the Alvin Bragg thing and being the first person to prosecute a president, you're going to you got to wait for a little, you got to make sure your shit's all lined up and the P's and Q's and everything again. But it would be nice if things came to a conclusion before 420. Like tomorrow. They, they won't. I know. They this will year? No. This year? No, probably. When I, I, here's when they'll do it. October 2024. Oh, like right before fucking. Right election. before the next election. Yeah. And then they'll say, our administration is prepared to legalize cannabis. And, and then they're going to try to win a second. But again, the other dude would have won if he just would have legalized it too, right? There's all this like stroking of the ego and be like, oh, I can do this. But it's, uh, it's, there's, no, there's way less money in gay marriage than there is in weed. And so Good because point. there's money in weed, the gay marriage rights could happen a lot quicker because it was just the wedding cake industry that you had to deal with which is not very large. And then, but here you have all of these states that have all these license holders that's printing all this money. And as a result, more politics is involved and, and it takes longer. You know what? If you think about it, cannabis really is one of those both sides issues when it comes to legalization progress, right? The both sides being the good side being people pro legalization, sports plant and do all the other stuff. And then you got the law enforcement side, the prison side, the law enforcement side. The side that can put you in jail, yep. which needs to end. Like, it shouldn't be that side type thing. Or... Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. We'll see about that. But uh, I do think this is an example of change. Polling has shown that support for ending cannabis prohibition almost hovered around 20 to 30% in the early 90s, whereas now almost 7 in 10 Americans back full legalization. Over the past, let's see, when was Prop 2? 15 or is it was it 215 or 216 in california maybe 215 yeah when prop 215 probably in that in or around 1996 happened and now there's 37 states in 1996 was not quite 30 years ago 27 years ago and oh. so that is a large driver of why it went from 20 to 30 percent in the early 90s to 70 percent now no but i also call shenanigans on these studies that say now they're saying also what over 50% Americans, 55% Americans are pro-legalization. I still call shenanigans because this fight, besides being groups like Normal and other activist groups that have been fighting the bad law, if you look up, I read the book, The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of Marijuana, great book about the history of the rulemaking, but I just totally started, what was the beginning of the? What's our topic? Are, oh, the percentage of Americans. Percentage of Americans that like weed, that like, want it legalized. And it turns out that, that is gone. That is up 300%. But it's got to be more than that, though. Because just think about it. During the Carter administration, we came this close to legalization. Like they actually were like going to put it through the books and call it good and no one batted an eye. Like until because of the Paraquat situation, that's what stopped it. Yeah. Paraquat. So yeah, I just think I, there's no, there's more people that are probably more Americans that the, these surveys are bullshit. That's all. I appreciate the, uh, with that aspect of it all, it's, 
one of the things that you have to remember in life is you sometimes just have to slow down and remember that it is 20 past the hour. And so somewhere in the world, it's 420 somewhere. And hopefully that person that's doing that 420 somewhere is coming back at 421 a little bit more relaxed than they hit at 419. Four twenty two is four twenty two too. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, that's a new thing. Hey man, if you want to ask me any questions about the cannabis industry, head on over to five dot me backslash collateral base where you can ask us some questions, and I'll do my best to go ahead and answer them. It's one of those nice things where it's just a little FAQ. The questions that I get asked a lot are just a little question. I can answer them there at five.me backslash collateral base. I can't write you a cannabis application in there, but I can ask you like, hey, what type of regulation do they have in this state or in that state? Quick answers. No, good shit, dude. So how's business going? How's tricks? Tricks is, for, uh, tricks is huge. And so it's one of those deals where hopefully this year I get to go to some trade shows. There'll be some tricks there. Missouri's going to be pretty big. In Missouri, you need real estate and it'll probably be like 10 to 30 mm. hours of time. So mm. I have the contracts for those that are ready, but that application doesn't hit until June. And then Texas is open right now. And so is Florida for another month, maybe one of those, but I don't think so. And then it's just straight up deals in Illinois for buying and selling cannabis licenses and in that and lawsuits for the craft grows and whatever happens next. I still think that New York might do something once. <laughs> besides arresting people? Oh, gosh. Besides giving cannabis licenses randomly to people that are justice involved. Because if one thing means social equity, it's taking a person and making them a millionaire for no reason other than they've lived in a particular place and then their kid was arrested for weed. Why that? What, what policy goal that is besides gambling, I don't know. I think... So it's going to be reflected in our next story. It's unfair no matter what. Missouri, you were saying, so is property requirement a thing for Missouri? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right there is, uh, it shows that either only two people qualify in Missouri. The, like, locals who have property, which a lot of people do, like, grandfathered in or whatever. And then the other person are the oligarchies. The people with these deep pockets that can buy land outright and say, okay, they need to lock it up. And so they need to have the rights for it at least. Right. It's going to be the difficult part because you have to get it zoned and you have to buy it or you have to rent it or have the right to do either one of those. And then yeah. you have to sit on it because it's a lottery. So you really don't want to buy it because if you lose a the lottery, then you're sitting on it. It's one of those, but then they require it. And each state does it different because there's no federal way. But one day, hopefully there's a federal way, a hemp license. You can get a federal hemp license. There's a way to do it. The federal way would be like... Way for alcohol, right? It's whatever I'm sure for alcohol too, there's levels of like distillery versus beer. It's still alcohol, but it's gonna be like one's used for or one can be used for drinking and the other one could be used for like hand sanitizer. The different types of regulations for both kinds, but we got that pot stocks stuff going on. Oh boy. Pot stocks. I don't have that set up at all. Why don't you hit the bumper and I'll go yep. get the next story? All right. Now, there's some pot stocks for you. 
Yeah. Cannabis regulators putting out a series of fires involving a Russian oligarch and data breach. I, I, and again, this is why I'm saying like this, I read an article, someone stated that most of the cannabis industry has been funded through Turkey and, and China money. They got these deep pockets that are trying to funnel in and get their own hands into the American economy. It's crazy. That is nuts. And so this says, this was out of GBH News. It must be something out of Boston. Maybe yeah. it's a public radio station because it says GBH 89.7, which is really far to the left of the FM dial. And if you know what an FM dial is, why are you still here? Thousands of employees in Massachusetts cannabis industry received an official email last week about a major data breach. The name, home, email address, phone numbers, date of birth of every cannabis worker in the state has been made public in an inadvertent release of agency documents by the state's own Cannabis Control Commission. Along with the names and personal information, the data set includes a list of former employees and the specific reasons they were no longer associated with the marijuana company, including wow. alleged violations of a company policy. Somebody's got some data about the Massachusetts industry now. Some such poor just data keeping. And I just don't get these guys have so much deep pockets and they put so little in their security, so little in their protection. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. Yes, it goes on to mention that this Grant Smith Ellis, who is a blogger, and then does it have any actual information besides this? He's been a blogger since 2017, and earlier this month, he published a blog that included internal communications between the state commission members discussing an ongoing investigation into alleged financial ties between Massachusetts-based, once again, Massachusetts-based cannabis company Curleaf and Roman Abramov, a sanctioned Russian oligarch and confidant of Vladimir Putin. Brian Box has been talking about this as well. We've had him on the show. But isn't it interesting that out of all of the states that have data sets regarding cannabis employees, Massachusetts, that is the home of Curleaf, who was founded by Roman Abramov, a Abramovich, a sanctioned Russian oligarch and confident of Vladimir Putin. That's some interesting stuff right there. Oh, yeah. But not shocking, though. Just the level of wealth required to get involved is bullshit anyways. So that's what happens. This is what you enable. This is what you allow. Well, the, it's expensive, yeah, to build these things. But it's expensive to build a brewery. So it's no more expensive than building a brewery. No, I get that. But you know what? I think, too, now that the balls, the toothpaste has been out of the tube, right? The hardest part before was to get people's dollars into other. It was a fearful investment. So now you got the groups like ArcView and whatnot getting involved. But because I'm sure those guys were just shadow companies, right? All pretend there was no other money involved. It was just their own. Whereas you have like real angel investor groups who are willing to now take the chance. That, that's the difference, I believe, between the evil SMSOs and the ones that could have accountability. Yeah, Curleaf is a, still has a billion-dollar market cap, multi-billion, maybe even $2 billion. I wonder if they have the link to the Curleaf stock ticker on here. No, but it's very easy to find. You just say Curleaf stock, and it comes right up. comes right up. Where is uh, it a negative? No, of course, they're always negative. And so it was down... 4% on Friday. 
more about Coral Leaf Holdings, Inc. That's right. And if you want to know how to set up a C-Corp, tune into Cannabis Legalization News. I have a new studio and I'll be doing some crap. Its market cap is $2.5 billion Canadian dollars. So you multiply, mm. a kind of, you know, how, this is why you tune in, because you're going to find out what the uh, exchange rate is between the Canadian loony and the American dollar. You multiply an American dollar by 0.8, and that is essentially what a Canadian dollar is. About oh, yeah. 80 cents. A little bit up, a little bit down, but yeah. the quick and dirty math is 0.8. Yeah. Or you do like I do, just use Google. That was me in Mexico, dude. I'm just like, wait, 2,000 pesos? Hold on. Oh, yeah. What's the market? It's like five bucks. That's crazy. Yes. The floating exchange rate. Yeah. That's all about. Just it is. Bank for your dollar. It is. We're going to do the 20 minute. That was 420 somewhere. I'm going to say that we started this stock one on. I don't know. Twenty-five minutes, let's say. Green early. I'm not buying their products. We got some Mississippi news. Mississippi news. Let's hope that it is the best. The news that we needed today. Do we have a bumper? Do you want? Do we, have we, have tons of, we have to work on our bump game. I want to order a whole bunch more bumpers. But here's the Mississippi one. You get it? I got it. Sweet. Mississippi lawmakers send bill revising state's medical marijuana law to governor's desk. So is this positive or negative? It depends on what you want to, how you approach positive or negative. Where are they expanding rights or are they just trying to limit them? I haven't, you know read, what I, mean? I haven't read the story. Oh, I'm scrolling through right now. Let's see. Putting out transparency. I'm just trying to find out. See, folks, yeah. we just do this live and direct. And see. then the... Uh, the summation is lacking in detail. Got it. The bill includes several changes that affect patients and business. Department of Health will now have only 10 days within submission, change from 30, to approve patients' medical. Whoa, that's fucked up, dude. 10 days. 10 so they days. got it. That means they're going to get their patient card quicker. Okay. And then they can follow up with a different doctor than the one who first approved without yeah. disrupting their care. That's they fair. can also get help filling out those. And so it's going to be easier to get your card and that Mississippi Justice Information Center and the Bureau of Investigations will handle the background checks. So they got somebody who's experienced doing background checks. That's smart. That's redundant though. Why do you need background checks to be a patient? This is going crazy. Or is that for the people involved in the industry? Yeah. I thought that was for the people that actually work at the industry. Businesses can display marijuana imagery in company logos and other branding. They don't even allow that in Illinois. No. That's one of the reasons why, like, when you look at cannabis brands and logos, very often it is a byproduct of regulation. So, like, I do not put stock into business plans in the cannabis industry's marketing section or business plans that aren't financial models in your team. Dude, you could do a whole business just off this one section right here. It says testing facilities can become licensed transporters or contract with transporters. Like, you could be a lab and also a transporter at the same time. Can you do a mobile lab? Yeah, no, you could totally do one. As hemp long as you... products not affected by the act. Dispensaries can also sell hemp items that are legal under federal law, such as low THC products known as CBD. And they can also sell topical products that contain marijuana. This uh, is a pretty good. This is uh, more open. This is great. Yeah. What what we're seeing out of Mississippi is not too bad. And it, it's an open-er state. Like, it's possible. Again, like, these, this industry is not cheap. This industry is not going to be free. No. It's not going to magically be free just because you can go get a license. 
it'll still it, cost like a million bucks to open a dispensary. And those grows can be really expensive, especially if you insist upon the artificial lights. Thank you. It's, it's opening a restaurant. It's not like it's a sandwich shop or opening any cafe or one of the nice things about opening a restaurant though, is you can buy somebody else's shit. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to buy new shit, a new kitchen and new pots and new pans and all that crap. Yeah. You could find one of those restaurants that was gone, done what? They've gone tits up. They've failed. But you and know what? You could buy their crap. Some people are very innovative, though. I've heard of people who bought in old, like, cigarette rolling machines and turned that into their production machines for rolling. Well, in Massachusetts and in other states, like eventually New Jersey, but in Michigan or in Oregon or in California, where you have a lot of license holders, a lot of them are going to go out of business, and then you could get their equipment for cheap as opposed to their equipment for new, because a lot of the industry is on new equipment. Yeah. I mean, it's also innovation because cannabis is not tobacco. They're not the same texture and issue sometimes, but they kind of are though, because mm -hmm. they are in the hops family, aren't they? Yes. Both cannabis and also hops are in the same family. Another change to the Mississippi law that makes eminently good sense is that they have 18 months instead of 12 to complete their dispensary construction. And that's just dispensary construction. We're not talking about buildings and buildings of an indoor farm. We're talking about a dispensary year and a half. How long does it take to build a good farm? Yeah. Especially for weed, right? You got mother plants. No, the regulators. And so that, that's something new that came out of Illinois this hmm. week. The Department of Agriculture updated their, let's see, they up, the Department of Agriculture updated their cannabis site. Nice. And as a result, we can kind of go to that one now. And so the Department of Agriculture also borrowed some of the colors that we use very often, but the perps, so that's cool. And they have 63 craft growers. So you can go to the craft grower information. They have a map now of the craft growers once this data set. Mm. Yeah, there we go. And those are the craft growers. And as you would know, 63% would be in the Chicagoland area as that was where the population is. This is funny, dude. You didn't, and in Washington State, they wouldn't put this on the internet because really? uh, they're afraid people will go to these grows and, and rob them and things. Wow. No, and they even have information now about the pathway to becoming operational. So all of our clients, except for the ones that are still in lawsuits, are pretty much here on step four at this stage. Full construction blueprints. You give full blueprints to the IDOA and full security plans. And to buy blueprints for one of these farms and get them all stamped and make sure that the blueprints are compliant with the 2018 energy code and meet the environmental requirements of the statute, those aren't free. Those yeah. you pay to get all that, all those blueprints and those stamps and then have it compliant with the 2018 energy code and also your application. That costs money. Thing is, with cannabis, to start a cannabis business, or we grow even a store with that whole brick and mortar aspect of it is in this legal industry where the licenses are like the lottery ticket, and then you have to then find a spot, but you also have to have a spot beforehand because then moratoriums happen or zoning happens, right? Because you can't just put a restaurant anywhere, you can't just put an industrial mill anywhere, you have to. Put them in the places that you're allowed to. And if you win the license, but then you don't have a place to put it, that's the problem with the deep pockets. Because sometimes you have to have those deep pockets just to float. Whereas if I wanted to have a restaurant, I could buy the business because this is a zone area. Clean it, build it, start it, 
before I'm even ready for business, then go get the license because I'm ready. Yeah. Gambling. How much gambling do they have in Washington state? Because over the past 30 years in the state of Illinois, gambling has rolled out more than I can believe. And then maybe also in the Indian casinos throughout the United States as well. But now like you can, I can go to a bar and then there's just, there's slots in every, any bar you go to. There's like gaming, they call it video gaming because gambling bad, gaming good. That's and, funny. Uh, still, you just go to any bar and then there's, they have a slot machine there. Oh, that wasn't a there. thing when I was 30 years ago, when I was a kid, there was one gambling boat. And just the fact that there was a gambling boat was big news. And now it's everywhere. Like gambling is, they advertise it on the Super Bowl. Gamble on the Super Bowl. Here, let's do some sports betting. Sports book. Huge. And I think you're going to see the same thing with weed over the course of the next 30 years where, yeah, right now they're really being strict on it. It's like the gambling boat stage. Hey, you have to have these specific dispensaries. You're not allowed to use it anywhere. But then over the next 30 years, there's just going to be more liberalization and opening because they're going to real, especially once it's federally legal and the, there will still be robbery risk. There will, but the robbery risk will go down a lot. Yeah. Just why isn't every jewelry store being robbed, right? That, they aren't all dealing in cash, like all those jewelry stores. It's, and so that it's, I think it was Willie Hutton. Why did you rob the banks? That's where the money was. And so then why are you robbing dispensaries? That's, they well, the need money to have all that cash there. Yeah, no, I, it's a very valid point. But with that gambling metaphor, first off, did would something happen in the law in Illinois? Because that, that's the thing, right? Because America was very law-based by prohibitionists and, and fear-mongering, right? Like a lot of conservative, like real, for real conservatives, right? No fun, don't do shit. No. Mussolini conservatives. And so with that being said, though, but like all the laws, right? So did someone finally go, you know what? We're sick of this shit. Let's, you know, freedom, liberty. Let's allow people to make their own bad mistakes. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole thing. We're always trying to protect you from yourself, which is dumb. I know. We're from the government. We're here for what's best for you. Yeah. That is just ridiculous. But, yeah, that, but see, that's the thing, right? When prohibition ends, like here in Washington State, when we had medical as the predominant animal, you saw like other older patients, a lot of old people that were patients because it was a qualifying condition being pretty much everything your body's going to hurt. You have an endocannabinoid system. But when and you're getting old, so it's probably yeah, out of whack. No, there's like, like, shit, it just helps so much. But uh, when recreational kicked in, that's where I saw a lot of other people like my age and then younger too, that just never thought about like at the time 40, they're like, yeah, I just wanted the law to change. There are mm. people who literally will try it, but they just, because the rule says don't do it, that's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. And as the cannabis legalization sets all sorts of new records for viewership, I say that we go to the really sad story of the week. Yeah. The really sad story of the week has to do with cannabis being used as a weapon against families. And this story is out of Tennessee story. A black family fights to get their kids back from Tennessee's Department of Child, Child Services. One month after the Tennessee Highway Patrol pulled over the couple and their five young children. And so they found cannabis on this couple with their kids. Like many people do drive yeah. with cannabis just or beer in legal states where it's lawful. 
Yeah. However, they have taken them. A black family from Georgia is fighting for the return of their five young children from the custody of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services after a traffic stop in Manchester, Tennessee. Five grams. That was it. It was over five grams. Five grams. Yeah. And again, this is another case where somebody was pulled over and smell led to the crime. And smell. Smell leading to the crime. I just wrote an article and I did a video on a gentleman who, he's at the end of his end of a situation, but that's kind of like the recidivism, the cycle. Once you get in the system, they want their piece of you for no reason. Yep. yep. And it's just, that's the type of story that you hate to see that. And then they're just using it against them. Yeah. Yeah. The state they got pulled over in, it technically is illegal there, but in other states it ain't. And again, you take the children, you're not incarcerating these people. So it's like, they're not criminals. They're not vicious. They're not, they're not animals. They're fucking grown adults that were just passing through and you stole their children. And this is it's very invigorating. I couldn't imagine my kids ever, that was the hardest part about the activism. And now they're all older. You could take them now. Fucking take my kids now. But before, when they were young and I worried about them, dude, I'd, yeah. You know, take them when they should have a job. Take them when yes. they're like 23 and you're like, oh, get out of here. What the hell, man? Yeah, Aren't you going to do anything? No, you like, got it, man. You got it. So that was my biggest fear is being an activist, like something. And, but so it's also living in Washington state and my, I, I feel safe here. I carry a lot of weed on me all the time. Not a lot. I don't think it's a lot. I just, I carry enough it's consumption. It's personal use. But like the gentleman I wrote about who was moving from one place to another place and held on, he had two pounds, I think, or some shit. That's only going to last a month or two. And he's got to figure out the next supply. The, the villainization of people just for the possession of a thing. And then the same people, because sometimes, God forbid, you have a gun on you. We feel these need to have a gun on us for protection. A lot of people do. It's amazing. Yeah. Like you meet them and they just don't feel safe unless they're packing heat. And you go, why? Oh, because yeah. I don't want to die. You're gonna. I'm like, not now. I'm not, this is, I'm not trying to be menacing. I'm just like. You haven't accepted that yet? You, did you yeah. not read the book? It, everybody dies. Like, everybody poops. Everybody dies. Get over it. Yeah. That's the thing, right? We know that we don't get out of this alive, but the same sense is there's a mentality of us, me versus you, us versus mm -hmm. them, right? Where they, the down south, dude, Georgia's scary. Like, I wouldn't, and it's not because of, uh, of uh, other color folk it's because of the law enforcement and the people who have power down there right this is generational the murdoch murders showed this stuff still going on man small families still have power and control over like a whole goddamn section crazy that's because those other people didn't want to go around there and then ron DeSantis. don't forget whenever you're having a good day just remember ron DeSantis, dude Tiny little man voice. I don't know about that. I think we should watch some weed and play name that strain. It's because we got some more bummers of stories. It's Zurich. Okay, that's a good one. The, the shit I wasn't expecting about Afro Man is kind of mildly humorous, but still Bullshit. Oregon and, and then corruption in California. So yeah, let's play some name that strain and then talk about Afro Man because it's hilarious.
that's the strain of the week. Pretty. Yes, it is. And uh, let's see here. It has some parents. I'm going to look at these parents and let you know who they are. Kosher Kush crossed with tangy. That is probably some delicious cannabis right there. If it is a kosher kush crossed with a tangy. And it's uh, the primary terpene is limonene, so it would be probably a really good daytime strain. Lemony. I've never heard of the strain, personally. It may be uh, an original to the seed company that are selling the seeds. True story. Genetics. A uh, clue would be like the gold rush. Kind of a clue would be the gold rush. Two powerhouse strains, Kosher Kush and Tangy, created this particular strain. Right on. Just going through the comments here. We got a little lemon haze, not that. Oh, we've got 24K. Mike West. Yawning, man. Nails it. 24 carats or 24K. Feminized cannabis seeds. You can find them over at Homegrown Cannabis O. And over 20% THC on this one. Spicy orange citrus with a thick, smooth smoke. And is an uplifting bud. It was two cultivars from previous High Times Cup winners. That is the kosher tangy. They, that's what this is originally known as because its parents are kosher and tangy. Do you have a, a bitly for this one? Can people buy seeds at the... Uh, the, bitly, the bitly on that we could put into the comments. It does not have the cookie that allows it to get our affiliate code. When in Rome, here is a bitly. We are the shittiest salesmen. Yeah. Self-promoting salesmen. Somebody commented too earlier, I'm just trying to see that seeds were the hardest thing to get. And you know what? Honestly, excuse me, sorry. I don't think it's seeds the hardest thing to get. It's trust. Trusting where to get. Trusting the, the hyperlink to click on that you're not getting trolled. Remember back in the day, it was like the back of high times. And like, I always wondered, can I get the mushrooms through here? Can I spores? Will that work? Can I get the seeds here? Will that work? Will they work? And they do sometimes. But sometimes, but now since the farm bill in 2018, it has never been a better time to buy cannabis seeds than right now. There's so much genetic material out there for sale that you could pop those beans at home and they would be hemp until something very specific happens. And, and then even then they're hemp if you do it correctly. That's the funny thing. Even most of the stuff that people grow, and then like when I go and I buy weed in Illinois, which does not happen very often, by the way, I, I check it out because it'll have, it has to, as a part of the regulation, they have to provide like what types of cannabinoids are in there. THCA is always 20 to 30%. And then THC is very often hemp compliant. So the most recent one that I bought in Illinois was 0.01% Delta 9 THC. Therefore, it was technically... USDA hemp it was grown with a cannabis license. Speaking of the hemp seeds, I'm just looking at the, like what it costs, what it takes. When in Oregon, I think it was a 10 for a hundred, four for 80, what is that? Eight for 102. Not bad considering this is your step into a grow world, right? This is your, it's not going to be a business. It's going to be your medicine, your rotation, right? Those are your genetics. And you can, uh, you can grow them. You can clone them. You don't have to. You can just grow it from seed each time. But yeah, that's, that, it's great. I just can't 
really stress how awesome the difference between now and even five years ago, like before the farm bill, you couldn't find the genetics. People weren't brazenly creating hemp seed businesses. Now cookies has a hemp seed business. Most I'm surprised that Curleaf doesn't have a hemp seed business. Yeah. Maybe if they had genetics that anybody wanted. Yeah. And you're dealing with homegrown cannabis CEO and they're dealing with Ed Rosenthal and Cushman, like throw some names that you would get seeds at. So in other words, go to homegrown.co.com because people are curious where to get seeds. Sensi seeds. I don't know if that link works and how they, I don't, there's a lot of Amsterdam stuff that you can get that's trusted too. Just trying to help people not avoid the scam shit, like on Facebook, where they try and sell avoid the, the noid and also scams. Please yeah, also avoid scams. And now, speaking of scams, we have some trending news that happened this week in marijuana history. Afro Man was sued by officers who raided his home. Rapper Afro Man, who lives in Winchester, Ohio, by the way, was sued by seven law enforcement officers who said that they improperly used footage from a police raid on his own home in Ohio last year in music videos. Four deputies, two sergeants, and a detective of the Adams County Sheriff's Office brought the suit earlier this month, claiming invasion of privacy. Other law enforcement officers who were involved in the raid are not named as plaintiffs. I'm guessing these guys never heard of the Streisand effect. <laughs> I'm just saying, have you seen these videos? They're brilliant. And it's, it's surveillance camera footage of them looking under in his fridge and tearing down his door and looking in bookshelves. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh, they were looking under a carpet at one point. Like, they're looking for a trap door. It's a... Really? Yeah, yeah, that's great. He and he's got it used in three videos. What was their expectation of privacy when they kicked those? Well, yeah, what was their reasonable expectation of expectation of privacy while behaving under the color of state law in their official capacity as public servants? Ooh. Where's your expectation of privacy being a cop on the beat? I'm, part of it to me, I'm thinking so. Like in one of the lyrics to one of the songs, he talks about how the one of the sheriff's old ladies was like being a little side action with Afro Man. So is this like art being reality? Is this reality being art? Because I'm not sure, but are these the videos? Will yes. you help me repair my door? Official music video from Afro Man released on December 22nd, 2022. Hopefully we don't get a copyright That's violation. We're not trying to, Afro Man. We are just trying to raise awareness of your lawsuit. Yeah. There you go. And there's that one. And then if you click on his his name, there's like another one. But also, because I did a little live, not on this channel, but on my channel and on the oh, Facebook yeah. page. And I did this. 4.5 million views. And it's only two months old. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I covered this one and also... Another rapper who used his raid in a video was J. Cole. J. Cole, and it's telling if, like, that the certain music genre is able to use raid footage and nothing was found. So, but then, where is their reasonable expectation of privacy? Oh, yeah. It's like you're not a private citizen driving home with pornography in your car, and you've put that in a paper bag put it in the back seat 
there's tinted windows, like a reasonable ex and then you're in a car. I still don't think you have a reasonable expectation of privacy in a car. This isn't your home. If you're in your home doing, taking a shit, you have a reasonable ex expectation of privacy, but then you're not a cop. Oh yeah. Executing a raid. Yeah. Going? Yeah. I'm probably on, on somebody else's home and you're shocked that you were recorded. Are you fucking kidding me? And that's the thing you they and it blatantly shows them in that video, like trying to like block cameras and turn shit off. It's not paranoid when there's reasons to be, when shit like this happens, right? When law enforcement comes in and tries to tear down cameras first, block cameras, and you got to hide cameras because stuff like this, they look under his blankets, they're looking at, it's just a ridiculous, for weed, like, even if they found 10 pounds of weed, what would I have done? That's still okay, it's Ohio. I'm a, I hope Afro Man has a script for Ohio because it is a medical state. It's an MSO medical state, but it, it's a thing. Yeah. You might have to go buy car leaf weed, but you can buy some weed. Yeah. But then again, what's that criminalization? Where's the victim? Where's the, I recently saw a video of this mama bear, ATF agents in Ohio were trying to go after these three kids that went into a house because they crossed the street in a residential area saying they were like jaywalking. And first off, for me, ATF agents, not just like regular sheriffs and everything. There's so many overstepping the line of what is right or wrong of trying to be like, hey, this is what should be law enforcement. Like here in Washington State, there's been a series of, of uh, stories about law enforcement getting shot at. And this is not good, but they're also like doing real crime. They're also fighting real crime. And then a lot of times people want to be like, or those guys in those jobs would be like, we're heroes, but you knew what the fuck you're signing up for, man. I can't stroke police and all that other bullshit, but you know what you're going in for. It's not to be mm -hmm. like Captain America. You're like, this is my job. Just do your fucking job. You know, yeah. You're not there to fix the world or just, you're just trying to help people. I would think like there's gotta be a, a level of crime where you do help people. And mm -hmm. this ain't it. Uh, you know, this more bad news for cannabis. Yeah. Corruption. Go and figure. So, that's the other thing. You're, you have this problem with law enforcement, then you also have the problem with the industry and the politicians because corruption mm -hmm. is, this is out of the LA Times. Of course, that is not the blogs of some ill repute that may not necessarily have real news. This is from LA Times. Corruption is widespread in California's weed industry and now the state is taking action. That's reported out of May, March 23rd, 2023. Pay-to-play schemes, including a demand for cash and a brown paper bag for a pot license. Threats of violence against local officials. City council members accepting money from cannabis businesses, even as they regulate them. So fucking... Yep. Yeah. Shock. I'm shocked. Hold on. Yeah, I'm shocked that money would be involved in the legal cannabis industry. Yeah. They're still going through the motions of just trying to get that parity. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Especially in California, too, right? California is going to have just the same problems that everybody else has. California, even more so because they have an illicit industry that's been there for so long. It's hard to but, try to regulate that. Let's go back in time, though. Just think about like before Washington and Oregon legalized or Washington and Colorado legalized it. What state would you have put all your money on and bet like a, your small child on that they were going to legalize it? 
I thought California had been the first one ever, right? They were the first one to do medical. Right. And so I thought that would have been the one, but they were what, eight years behind the bar? 16, 2016 is when they went, I guess, four years behind yeah. the OGs. But yeah, that's 2016 is when this prop was passed. They say that this is like a byproduct of Prop 64 passing on here. Yep. Amy Jenkins, representing the California Cannabis Industry Association, blamed local regulations for the corruption problem, arguing that measures such as license caps allow municipal leaders to pick winners and losers in the market and open up opportunities for payoffs. This is something about the dual licensing structure that they have in states just like California, but also in Massachusetts, Michigan, and New Jersey. You, and then you've created these limits within your jurisdictions that allows corruption. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to be the only ones who get this license. Did you bring the brown paper bag? Yeah, okay, good. I wish I could see a brown paper bag full of money. That'd be awesome. Somebody's saying cure leaf garlic cookies, 30%. I'm calling bullshit. No, 36% weed. Not less. I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about that. But then, yeah, there's... One of those things is if you go take your stuff and get it tested, the testing labs, right? Should you just give it out to three different labs and then just go with the one that gives you the highest THC or should you average them all? See, that's a, that's just a mathematical simple question, but it's the harder answer is you first got to look at the process of each one and then you got to compare like the math being done behind that. So it's not as simple as just like averaging out from one plant, three different tests. It's how were they testing it? Yep. Prop 64. And that has created this whole problem, according to a lot of the people that have motivations to not take responsibility for it themselves, obviously. Yeah. That's some organ news. Or do you want to go over that next pot stock? I don't know what the next pot stock news is. Let's go to the organ news. Oregon. Oregon is defending the federal lawsuit challenging the state's ban on cannabis export. This one confused me because I thought the state approved the export. Like, they were just going to pend it. You know what I mean? No, many states have bans on interstate commerce in the sense that Mm -hmm. all of the cannabis that is cultivated in that particular state has to be sold to retailers in that particular state. Not, they just, they don't allow. All the statutes that I've read that I'm familiar with, they're all closed loop systems because of the federal prohibition. As a result, they can't have any type of interstate commerce. They only, the the states are the ones making the regulation and the laws, and they only have the authority to like make their own laws. Illinois doesn't have the authority to make Michigan's Mm. laws. Washington, they can't tell Colorado what to do. We're about to. I believe we have a, a bill that just passed the house and I mean, it's going to the Senate, but it's addressing the interstate commerce thing. So that'd be cool yeah. to see. So is this lawsuit, they're saying that violates the United States dormant commerce clause, a provision to promote competition among states by preventing them from independently regulating interstate commerce. We will see. Yeah. But the no, federal company's lawsuit says that this ban harms not only Oregon growers, processors, and wholesalers, but also non-residents who are denied access to the high-quality marijuana products created in Oregon unless they physically travel to Oregon to purchase those products. And then he had edited this part out, but I swear when he was writing that 
pontification of what he is doing to the benefit of not only his clients, but America, like a bunch of suckers. Everybody's just trying to stretch their time out right now until it becomes very legal. It's inevitably going to happen. Right now, there's a lot of people who do have a lottery ticket that's doing what they want. Then there's other people in a limited market state. Yeah, we have a lot. We have a lottery ticket. Miggy and I played the lottery. It was two hundred fifty dollars. We'll see if uh, it hits, and if it does, tune in to much more exciting episodes of Cannabis Nation. Oh, yeah, I would have so much time for content. Fucking Cannabis Boss is on it. Bill Nye, the Bud Guy. Then they uh, commented somewhere else. Bill Nye, the Cannabis Guy. Hmm. We're talking about cannabis and science. That'd be like a new. That would be a new YouTube channel that fights yeah. to get subscribers just like all the other cannabis YouTube channels. <laughs> but speaking of, if you're watching this after the game, which I mean, because we've had a lot of, I think we peaked out like 15 people. Oh, like, it is know. 65 degrees and sunny outside in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I am going to hang up the feed and leave because nice. that's every, I'm assuming just everybody's outside because it's gorgeous. Good. No, take the kids out. Enjoy life. But you're a stoner, so you're supposed to stay inside and, and I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're right, supposed to watch, you're supposed to gamble on March Madness. And so don't forget to gamble on March Madness. And with one last story before we leave, international. Oh. Good news, everybody. Zurich has legalized cannabis consumption and sale on a trial basis. Zurich, Switzerland has approved plans to legalize the sale and, con- and consumption of cannabis in a trial designed to assess social and economic benefits. Test group of 2,100 Zurich residents. What is that, like a small town? I don't know. What I think it is the best summer in Europe some kid who's 20 is ever going to have. <laughs> Probably, dude. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So I'm assuming it's like 2,100 Zurich residents. You have to sign up for this study. For this yeah. summer, a test group of 2,100 residents in Zurich will be permitted to buy regulated doses of cannabis from pharmacies, special dispensaries, and or social clubs all across the city. That is an exclusive club to be in. Dude, you know what they should do? They should, instead of making them, like, allowing them to buy it, because if you're going to have so many people allowed to buy it, what they should be like is, all right, unlimited weed for all you people, because we're going to figure out what your average consumption is going to be and figure out how that would work upon the whole fear-mongering about Soon as legal, everybody's gonna be high and not wanting to fight wars. Yeah, you know, that Switzerland never. It's okay, guys. We really need to start preparing for our next war. We are Switzerland. Who are we not going to be able to comment on our approval or disapproval of? We need to maintain neutrality in any what the whatever the next war is. I'm just saying, this this bullshit stigma behind cannabis consumption users, as far as it does, it makes you better person i think as far as like relaxation and medicinal things but it also what is it not all good people smoke weed but not all bad people or not all bad people smoke weed but good people smoke i don't know yeah good people smoke weed too period hey and if you're one of those good people smoking weed thanks for hanging out and doing the news yeah enjoy the rest of spring we'll be back next week with more cannabis legalization news from april of 2023 Watch it. That video. Watch it.